Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's June 7th, 1975. And another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. Okay, so we've done Tamagotchi, we've done CFAX, we've done the Sinclair C5. And so it is with grim inevitability that we approach the event <laughs> that happened on this day in 1975, the Japanese launch of Sony's Betamax, which, if you've never heard of it, is the video cassette and recorder that wasn't VHS, but was, nerd alert, actually, in many ways, a superior system. So alongside the cassette, they also launched a console in 1975. It was called the LV-1901, catchy. Um, And it was advertised with the slogan, until now you could only fight over what TV shows to watch. Now you can also fight over what TV shows to record. And it's funny to think back to the time when, like, TV went out, music went out and that was your first and last encounter with it unless you went out and bought the thing yourself that this was kind of the birth of bootlegging of things that you could watch and so you could re-watch them and in fact it led to all sorts of complications and ultimately a court case but the idea that people would be able to do this that was the selling point in 1975. Yeah and the fact that it was also focused around recording tv shows rather than movies you know now when we think about cassette tapes we think about films but no one was thinking about releasing motion pictures on video or even recording them off the tv And so one of the advantages that VHS would have over Betamax was that the original cassette could record two hours and Betamax could only record one hour. And keep in mind that Betamax had come out first, so they'd had plenty of time to plan it. That seems absolutely insane that you would release a videotape that only had one hour of runtime and expect people to be recording stuff off their TV on it. Especially because, as you touched on, Arian, at that time, once a film had come and gone in the cinema, unless it was re-released in the future, that was your only chance to see it. Poor Betamax. We're only a few minutes in and you've already started comparing it to VHS. Can we not at least commemorate this day? It was, in lab conditions at least, better quality than what would later come down the road with VHS. It was more convenient because the tapes were hand-sized and it had some features which sound ridiculously quaint now, but in 1975 were pretty advanced. So they had what Sony called beta scan, which is what uh, children of the 80s would know as play fast forward. So the idea of being able to see the images as you scroll through them. But of course, that's still what we use now in streaming, isn't it? When you're watching on Netflix, you get this hint of what it is you're scanning through. That's something that Betamax innovated. And also on the machines themselves, express tuning, which again seems like a particularly antiquated selling point, but it was essentially the idea that you'd have a preset button for each of the channels so you didn't literally have to keep tuning to each channel to be able to record it. So there was lots about it that was really innovative, and it had to be, for the price tag that they launched at, in the USA, 
$2,295 for the machine. And that is in <laughs> 1975 money. And yet there was this massive oversight. And I know we keep returning to this, but the idea that you'd not want to have something that could record <laughs> video for longer than an hour does seem entirely baffling. And one thing I don't know, because I know that uh, Betamax uh, movies were on sale in these early days, but did you get, what, did you get like two videos yeah. that you had to stick in one half and then, okay, yeah. and then stick in the other half? I mean... <laughs> That's bonkers. They did quite quickly develop Betamax tapes that could record two and then later three hours, but it was already too late. They'd lost the they'd lost the momentum. And apparently one defining moment in what would go on to be called the format war was that when they were showing the tapes to American business executives, they wanted something that could record an entire American football match, yes. which can go on to sort of in the three-hour region. So obviously the VHS, which had been developed by JVC, had an advantage. Yeah, and JVC had been quite sneaky in the way that they developed their own rival machine and format because they'd been alerted to the fact that Sony were about to enter the market by Sony themselves, who had gone to JVC in the early 70s and said, look, we're creating Betamax. Would you like to do the manufacturing for us? Because they partnered before on previous products. And JVC were like, no, we're all right, thanks. <laughs> We've got an idea for a cheaper knockoff version, if that's okay. Um, <laughs> Just leave the prototype there. <laughs> <laughs> so they created VHS, Video Home System, but it was, crucially an open system. When they released VHS, they released it alongside a document, a Buttonwood Agreement for Videotapes, if you will, uh, which specified what other manufacturers needed to do to make machines that would work with their new tapes, opening the door for Hitachi and Mitsubishi and Sharp to all make their own machines that could play VHS, thus creating a market. Yeah, so by 1984, 40 companies were manufacturing VHS VCRs, while only 12 were doing Betamax ones. And actually, Sony itself kind of threw the towel in ceremonially in 1988 when they started making VHS recorders as well. Biting their cheeks as they did it. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what was also a really good motivation to invest in a video cassette recorder was pornography. Right. And this was another thing that helped to sink Sony in the format war, was that they didn't let companies release adult films on Betamax. So obviously those companies would then turn to VHS. And yet it fits in one hand. It's perfect. Well, not quite. And do you know what, though? I saw a few... I read a few articles on the internet that were sort of poo-pooing this theory and saying, you know, it can't have made that much of a difference. And I'm like... Yes, it, I'm sure it made a huge yeah. difference. If you think probably in 2022, 100% of people have seen porn. Yeah. And so if you go to 1975, where if you wanted to see moving pornography, you had to go to some scuzzy, weird theatre mm. and sit with a bunch of other horny weirdos. <laughs> Surely the idea of being able to watch adult films at home must have been an incredibly appealing offer for quite a lot of people. I mean, instead, the option became going to the scuzzy back area of your video rental store, which I <laughs> I remember existing as a place. I was a kid when video stores existed, so I wasn't doing much renting of <laughs> pornography. But I can only imagine how disgusting it must have been to put in a porn tape knowing that other people had watched it the week before. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't rewound. You had to rewind it yourself and then get to the good bits. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's it's still scuzzy, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, interestingly, the first video rental shop actually predates the popularity of cassette tapes. It was opened in Kassel, Germany by Ed- 
Eckhard Baum. And it was literally him lending out Super 8 reels and projectors from his own personal collection. Wow. So it wasn't until 1977 that you had the first video rental. But this guy called Andre Blay, who had the incredible, seems to us simple, but incredible foresight to see the potential for motion picture releases on this new technology. He was already in the film industry and he used his contacts to persuade 20th Century Fox to license 50 of their films to sell on tape to the consumer market. Yeah, but you had to get the cost of tapes down enough to make that worthwhile because obviously for the Hollywood studios to feel they were getting a fair share of what you were earning by selling these things... Um, you needed to price it at a point which was already steep for your average consumer. It had to be the equivalent of, what, four cinema tickets, let's say, rather than one. And if the tape cost double that, then you're charging three times what people were prepared to pay. Because what you're giving them, actually, is a blank tape, right? You can use it, you can watch the film, and then tape over it. So the mm. cost of the tape had to come down enough that you wouldn't be drawn to the tape to tape on it, but to watch it. Yeah, they were incredibly expensive. I saw a New York Times article which I think said that the cost of a new VHS of Ghostbusters when it came out was like $30. Mm. But this was the whole reason that video rental shops would then go on to be like this huge phenomenon. So just a few months after this, Andre Blay had licensed these films to sell on cassette tape. A businessman called George Atkinson spotted yet another opportunity. It's just people spotting opportunities from other people's opportunity spotting. So what he did was he ordered one Betamax and one VHS copy of each of those 50 films that were available for purchase and set up the first video rental store on Wilshire Boulevard Mm. in L.A. But by the time we had the likes of Blockbuster, VHS was the dominant format. And essentially from that point onwards, what had seemed like a great victory for Sony became seen as Sony's blunder, Betamax. And despite being pioneering, because they were the first, they were also the first to get sued. So before there Mm. was this deal that you mentioned, Rebecca, where Fox agreed to license some of their films, Universal Studios and Walt Disney joined together to bring an injunction against the production of all Betamax recording machines and asking anyone that had recorded their films be forced to surrender the tapes for destruction. Yeah, it became known as the Betamax case, and it was an incredibly close-run thing. When it reached the Supreme Court, the ultimate decision was five to four in favour of the idea that recording for the purposes of time-shifting, as it became known, the idea of recording something now to watch later, was okay to do. But it almost went the other way. It had one justice ruled the opposite. Apparently the last VCR machine was manufactured in 2016 and I have to admit when I read that my heart kind of sank because Mm. although I haven't touched a VCR for like 20 years I sort of assumed that they were still around somehow. I don't know who (laughs) I thought was making them and for whom. It did make me feel quite old to realise that something that was a predominant form of technology when I was a kid is just no longer being made. And for a long time both videos and CDs kind of hung out in our houses being a kind of shorthand for people who came round to your house to get a sense of your musical taste and what sort of cinema you you were into. Now you've got to display your porn collection with a series of screen grabs. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Tomorrow. A furore nominorum libera nos domine, which is free us from the fury of the Northmen, O Lord. Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.